Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, December 10th. Shabbat Shalom! It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the Word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is 20 minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Vayishlach, and it means, And He Sent. Genesis 36.20-43 These were the sons of Seir, the Horite, who were settled in the land. Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Ena, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishon. Those are the clans of the Horites, the descendants of Seir, in the land of Edom. The sons of Lotan were Horai and Hemam, and Lotan's sister was Timna. The sons of Shobal were these, Alvin, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. The sons of Zibion were these, Ea and Ena. That was the Ena who discovered the hot springs in the wilderness while pasturing the donkeys of his father, Zibion. The children of Ena were these, Dishon and Ena's daughter, Oholibama. The sons of Dishon were these, Hemdon, Eshban, Ithran, and Sharon. The sons of Ezer were these, Bilhan, Zavon, and Achan. And the sons of Dishon were these, Uz and Aran. These are the clans of the Horites, the clans Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Ena, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishon. Those are the clans of the Horites, clan by clan, in the land of Seir. These are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the Israelites. Bela son of Beor reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Dinhaba. When Bela died, Jobab, son of Zerah from Bozrah, succeeded him as king. 
When Jobab died, Husham of the land of the Temanites succeeded him as king. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Bedad, who defeated the Midianites in the country of Moab, succeeded him as king. The name of his city was Avith. When Hadad died, Samla of Masrika succeeded him as king. When Saul died, Baal-Hanan, son of Akbor, succeeded him as king. And when Baal-Hanan, son of Akbor, died, Hadar succeeded him as king. The name of his city was Pau, and his wife's name was Mehetabel, daughter of Matred, daughter of Mezabhab. These are the names of the clans of Esau, each with its families and locality. Name by name, the clans Timnah, Alva, Jetheth, Oholibama, Elah, Pinon, Kenaz, Teman, Mibzar, Magdiel, and Iram. Those are the clans of Edom, that is, of Esau, father of the Edomites, by their settlements in the land which they held. Joel 4, 1-21 Or lo, in those days and in that time when I restore the fortunes of Yehuda and Jerusalem, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will contend with them over my very own people, Israel, which they scattered among the nations. For they divided my land among themselves. And they cast lots over my people, and they bartered a boy for a whore, and sold a girl for wine, which they drank. What is this you are doing to me, O Tyre, Sidon, and all the districts of Philistia? Are you requiting me for something I have done? Or are you requiting me for something you are doing, something for my benefit? Quick as a flash, I will pay you back. For you have taken my gold and my silver and have carried off my precious treasures to your palaces. And you have sold the people of Yehuda and the people of Jerusalem to the Ionians, so that you have removed them far away from their homeland. Behold, I will rouse them to leave the place you have sold them to, and I will pay you back. I will deliver your sons and daughters into the hands of the people of Yehuda, and they will sell them into captivity to a distant nation, for Hashem has spoken. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for battle. Arouse the warriors. Let all the fighters come and draw near. Beat your plowshares into swords, and your pruning hooks into spears. Let even the weakling say, I am strong. Rouse yourselves and come, all you nations, come together from round about. There bring down your warriors, Hashem. Let the nations rouse themselves and march up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there I will sit in judgment over all the nations round about. Swing the sickle, for the crop is ripe. Come and tread, for the winepress is full. The vats are overflowing, for great is their wickedness. Multitudes upon multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of Hashem is at hand in the valley of decision. Sun and moon are darkened, and stars withdraw their brightness, and Hashem will roar from Zion, and shout aloud from Jerusalem. 
so that heaven and earth tremble. But Hashem will be a shelter to his people, a refuge to the children of Israel. And you shall know that I, Hashem, your God, dwell in Zion, my holy mountain. And Jerusalem shall be holy, nevermore shall strangers pass through it. And in that day the mountain shall drip with wine, the hills shall flow with milk, and all the watercourses of Yehuda shall flow with water. A spring shall issue from the house of Hashem, and shall water the wadi of the acacias. Egypt shall be a desolation, and Edom a desolate waste, because of the outrage to the people of Yehuda, in whose land they shed the blood of the innocent. But Yehuda shall be inhabited forever, and Jerusalem throughout the ages. Thus I will treat as innocent their blood, which I have not treated as innocent, and Hashem shall dwell in Zion. Amos 1.1-3.15 The words of Amos, a sheep breeder from Tekoa, who prophesied concerning Israel in the regions of King Uzziah of Yehudah and Jehoram, son of Joash of Israel, two years before the earthquake. He proclaimed, Hashem roars from Zion and shouts aloud from Jerusalem. And the pastures of the shepherds shall languish, and the summit of Carmel shall wither. Thus said Hashem, For three transgressions of Damascus, for four I will not revoke it, because they threshed Gilead with threshing boards of iron. I will send down fire upon the palace of Hazael, and it shall devour the fortresses of Ben-Hadad. I will break the gate bars of Damascus, and wipe out the inhabitants from the vale of Avon, and the sceptered ruler of Beth Eden. And the people of Aram shall be exiled to Kir, said Hashem. Thus said Hashem, For three transgressions of Azah, for four, I will not revoke it. Because they exiled an entire population, which they delivered to Edom. I will send down fire upon the wall of Azah, and it shall devour its fortresses. And I will wipe out the inhabitants of Ashdod, and the sceptered ruler of Ashkelon. And I will turn my hand against Ekron, and the Philistines shall perish to the last man, said Hashem. Thus said Hashem, for three transgressions of Tyre, for four, I will not revoke it. Because they handed over an entire population to Edom, ignoring the covenant of brotherhood. I will send down fire upon the wall of Tyre, and it shall devour its fortresses. Thus said Hashem, For three transgressions of Edom, for four, I will not revoke it, because he pursued his brother with the sword, and repressed all pity, because his anger raged unceasing, and his fury stormed unchecked. I will send down fire upon Teman, and it shall devour the fortresses of Basra. Thus said Hashem, For three transgressions of the Ammonites, for four, 
I will not revoke it, because they ripped open the pregnant women of Gilead in order to enlarge their own territory. I will set fire to the wall of Rabbah, and it shall devour its fortresses, amid shouting on a day of battle, on a day of violent tempest. Their king and his officers shall go into exile together, said Hashem. Thus said Hashem, For three transgressions of Moab, for four, I will not revoke it, because he burned the bones of the king of Edom to lime. I will send down fire upon Moab, and it shall devour the fortresses of Kiriath, and Moab shall die in tumult amid shouting and the blare of Shofarat. I will wipe out the ruler from within her, and slay all her officials along with him, said Hashem. Thus said Hashem for three transgressions of Yehuda for four, I will not revoke it. Because they have spurned the teaching of Hashem and have not observed His Torah, His laws, they are beguiled by the delusions after which their fathers walked. I will send down fire upon Yehuda, and it shall devour the fortresses of Jerusalem. Thus said Hashem, for three transgressions of Israel, for four, I will not revoke it, because they have sold for silver those whose cause was just, and the needy for a pair of sandals. Ah, you who trample the heads of the poor into the dust of the ground, and make the humble walk a twisted course! Father and son go to the same girl, and thereby profane my holy name. They recline every altar on garments taken in pledge, and drink in the house of their god wine bought with fines they imposed. Yet I destroyed the Amorite before them, whose stature was like the cedars, and who was stout as the oak, destroying his bows above and his trunk below. And I brought you up from the land of Egypt, and led you through the wilderness forty years to possess the land of the Amorite. And I raised up Nevi'im from among your sons, and Nazarites from among your young men. Is that not so, O people of Israel, says Hashem? But you made the Nazarites drink wine, and ordered the Nevi'im not to prophesy. Ah, I will slow your movements, as a wagon is slowed when it is full of cut grain. Flight shall fail the swift, the strong shall find no strength, and the warrior shall not save his life. The bowman shall not hold his ground, and the fleet-footed shall not escape, nor the horseman save his life. Even the most stout-hearted warrior shall run away unarmed that day, declares Hashem. Hear this word, O people of Israel, that Hashem has spoken concerning you, concerning the whole family that I brought up from the land of Egypt. You alone have I singled out of all the families of the earth. That is why I will call you to account for all your iniquities. Can two walk together without having met? Does a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Does a great beast let out a cry from its den without having made a capture? Does a bird drop on the ground in a trap with no snare there? Does a trap spring up from the ground unless it has caught something? 
When a shofar is sounded in a town, do the people not take action and alarm? Can misfortune come to a town if Hashem has not caused it? Indeed, my God does nothing without having revealed His purpose to His servants, the Nevi'im. A lion has roared, who can but fear? My Hashem has spoken, who can but prophesy? Proclaim in the fortresses of Ashdod and in the fortresses of the land of Egypt. Say, Gather on the hill of Shomron, and witness the great outrages within her, and the oppression in her midst. They are incapable of doing right, declares Hashem. They store up lawlessness and rapine in their fortresses. Assuredly, thus said my God, an enemy all about the land, he shall strip you of your splendor, and your fortresses shall be plundered. Thus said Hashem, as a shepherd rescues from the lion's jaw two shank bones to the tip of an ear, so shall the Israelites escape who dwell in Shomron, with the leg of a bed or the head of a couch. Hear this and warn the house of Jacob, says my Lord Hashem, the God of hosts, that when I punish Israel for its transgressions, I will wreak judgment on the altar of Bet-El, and the horns of the altar shall be cut off and shall fall to the ground. I will wreck the winter place together with the summer palace. The ivory palaces shall be demolished, and the great houses shall be destroyed, declares Hashem. Revelation 2, 1-17 Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he that holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know your works and your labor and your patience, and how you cannot bear them which are evil, and you have tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars, and have borne and have patience, and for my name's sake have labored and have not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you, because you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from whence you have fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly, and will remove your candlestick out of its place, except you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know your works and tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which you shall suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be faithful to death, and I will give you a crown of life. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He that overcomes shall not be hurt of the second death. 
and to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things says he which has the sharp sword with two edges. I know your works, where you dwell, even where Satan's seat is. And you hold fast my name, and have not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you, because you have there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit fornication. So have you also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knows, save he that receives it. Psalm 129, 1-8 Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth, may Israel now say. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed upon my back, they made long their furrows. The Lord is righteous, he has cut asunder the cords of the wicked. Let them all be confounded and turned back, that hate Zion. Let them be as the grass upon the housetops, which wither afore it grows up, wherewith the mower fills not his hand, nor he that binds sheaves his bosom. Neither do they which go by say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Proverbs 29:19 and 20 A servant will not be corrected by words, for though he understood, stands, he will not answer. See a man that is hasty in his words? There is more hope of a fool than of him. I want to speak to you from our reading from Joel, then we're going to jump into Amos, and then we're going to jump into Revelation. Now, Today, when I read Joel, I named it as Joel chapter 4, verses 1 to 21, and that's a different way of segmenting the chapters, and that came from the IsraelBible.com. But in your normal King James or New King James or New American Standard or whatever version you happen to be reading, it's often that Joel chapter 4, verses 1 to 21 is actually Joel chapter 3. So I want to go over that chapter. It's a very important chapter. And I'm going to look at it from the New King James Version. It's a very important prophecy to be aware of. And in Joel chapter 3, verse 1, it says, For behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem. So that sets the stage and the framework and the context. When the exile ends for Judah, when the Jews have returned from their exile and they're in the land of Israel. And that's now. It began in May of 1948. Verse 2, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there. Why? 
On account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, they have also divided up my land. So there's two reasons why God is going to judge the nations. They've divided up the land of Israel, and it's God's land. And the people have been scattered among the nations. Which people? My people, my heritage, Israel. So who is that? That's the house of Jacob. That's all 12 tribes. That includes the southern kingdom, Judah, the Jews, and the northern kingdom, the 10 tribes of the north, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. We have been scattered to all the nations of the earth. And so when we see this judgment that happens in the Valley of Jehoshaphat, it'll be because the land of Israel has been divided. Now, it was already divided um, some years ago when the Gaza Strip was given over to the Palestinians. And we're going to read a prophecy in Amos about that. But there's another time coming, and it's been on the drawing board for many, many years, that they want to establish a Palestinian state with East Jerusalem as its capital. And they want to take the West Bank and give all that land over to to the Palestinians and say that this is Palestine. That would make Israel look like a donut with a big hole in the middle. And the West Bank is actually biblical Shomron and biblical Judea, the very heartland of Israel. So when we see the nations come against Israel to divide it, to make a two-state solution, to make a Palestinian state, there's going to be a tremendous judgment against the nations for having done that. Now, verse 3 is very interesting, and I never really got it until just recently. This is what else God has against the nations. They have cast lots for my people and have given a boy as payment for a harlot and sold a girl for wine that they may drink. And now I get it. There is a huge trafficking, human trafficking uh, issue going on. And especially in the last couple of years since Biden took office, it's really out of control. Our southern border is no more. Thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people are pouring across the border, and many of them are children, and they're being human trafficked. We have the whole Epstein scandal and people flying to Epstein Island and and having sex with children that have been sold into human trafficking. And it's a very profitable business. And I would have to say the Biden cabal, the crime family, the Democrats are up to their eyeballs in this kind of business. So verse three, this is something that is one of the reasons why God is going to judge the nations. They have cast lots for my people and have given a boy as payment for a harlot and sold a girl for wine that they may drink. So this is coming. And it goes on to say in Joel chapter 3, verses 14 to 16, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. So what is the day of the Lord? The day of the Lord is the beginning of what's known as the Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation, also known as Jacob's Trouble, is a three and a half year period of time. It's 12 
160 days, it's three and a half years, 42 months. And when the Great Tribulation begins, one of the big signs to kick it off is the Mark of the Beast will come into play. And you must take the Mark of the Beast to be able to buy or sell. And that's part of the beginning of the Great Tribulation. The Antichrist will be given a period of time to rule and reign. And his time that's being granted to him by God, who is sovereign, is 42 months. Multitudes in the Valley of Decision for the Day of the Lord is near in the Valley of Decision. The sun and moon will grow dark and the stars will diminish their brightness. The Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and the earth will shake, but the Lord will be a shelter for his people and the strength of the children of Israel. Now, coming back to multitudes in the Valley of Decision, and I mentioned about the mark of the beast, we are much closer to this mark of the beast than many would would think. Dr. Zev Zelenko, who recently passed away, but who saved thousands and tens of thousands of lives with his Zev Zelenko vitamin protocol, the Z-Stack protocol of early treatment of COVID with his vitamin regimen. Um, he basically shared with Clay Clark, who goes around and does the Reawaken America tours, the Reawaken America events. He said, this nanotechnology this mRNA technology that's in this uh, jab, it is the technology of the mark of the beast. And it's, it's moving us slowly and gradually towards transhumanism. It does change human DNA. It changes your DNA. It rewrites your DNA. And um, with each booster that a person takes, uh, their immune system is destroyed. Many people have died sudden death after taking the jab. Um, and they're moving towards, uh, with the recent G20 meeting that happened uh, back in October, Klaus Schwab, who is the founder and director of the World Economic Forum, was in attendance of the G20 gathering. And there, many of the leaders were talking about, yes, we need a global digital ID passport. And to prove that you've been vaccinated and then you can travel freely, international travel. But if you've not been vaccinated, you don't get this ID, digital passport. And so there's also a chip that's been patented by Microsoft. And the patent number, you can't make this stuff up. The patent number is uh, 2020200606. And what this chip does is it collects financial information, and it runs off of your body energy and your body heat. And so the chip exists. And so we are definitely in the time and the season of the mark of the beast. Also, Biden signed an executive order back in March, basically instructing the Fed to move us to digital currency, digital money. And we already have cryptocurrency, but it's all blockchain, decentralized, and uh, no government control over it. Okay, so then we have the big FTX blow up, 
that completely crashed and lots of people lost millions and millions of dollars. And I think that was all staged and manipulated. So now this executive order that Biden put together is supposed to come into play and be implemented on December the 13th, that this digital currency would be deployed. Now, it doesn't immediately replace the dollar. It's going to run in parallel to the dollar until eventually the dollar is uh, parking lotted, retired. And so it actually has already been deployed in New York by 12 different banks on a trial basis. And it's called um, Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC. And the scary thing about it is that it's programmable, which means the central bank has total control and um, can control how you spend your money. So if, for example, you post something on Facebook and it's something negative about the Biden regime, they could shut your money off. Or if you've had one too many hamburgers, they could shut your money off at McDonald's because they say, well, that's a, you know, you're going to get a heart attack from all that food that you're eating at McDonald's. They control everything of how you spend your money. There's no more freedom. It's tyranny. So this digital currency is now in the process of being deployed right now. And so we also have this jab with the nanotechnology, the graphene oxide that's in it. It's all coming together. They are building and creating the system for the mark of the beast. It's coming. It's coming sooner than you would think. And so now you need to be thinking about what am I going to do when this mark of the beast comes? We're not going to be raptured out of here. We will be here. We're going to go through the great tribulation. And you have to make a decision now before it happens. I will not take the mark. I would rather die than take the mark. I will trust God to provide for food, for shelter, for the basic needs of life. I will not take the mark. That's a decision you need to be thinking about and make that decision now before it's deployed. Now I want to go into the book of Amos and we see some judgments that Amos proclaims and they are fascinating to look at because a lot of these judgments have occurred and are a couple of them have not yet happened. So the first one I want to look at is in verse 5. Actually, verse 6, Thus said Hashem, for three transgressions of Azah, for four, I will not revoke it. Because they exiled an entire population, which they delivered to Edom. Remember, Edom is Esau. Esau is the father to the nation of Edom. And we read that in Genesis today. All the different clans that came forth from his loins. And the entire nation that he was the head of was called Edom. Esau is Edom. And Edom was very uh, evil. They hate Israel. They hate the people of God. Now, it says here for three transgressions of Aza, that's the Hebrew pronunciation for Gaza. Now, remember back in about, what, 2001, 2003, in the early 2000s, the Gaza Strip eviction occurred. And the, the Jewish people who lived there were evicted out of the Gaza Strip, and the, the government of Israel thought, oh, well, we're going to do this land for peace. We'll give this piece of land to the Palestinians, and then we'll get peace. Wrong. 
it has become a beachhead for terrorism. And the Gaza Strip, now inhabited by the Palestinians, they've sent over rockets and missiles and kites with bombs and all kinds of terror, tunnels that they dig underneath, below the border, and it's become a terrible thorn in their side. And so God says, because they exiled an entire population and they delivered it over to Edom, I will send down fire upon the wall of Gaza, and it shall devour its fortresses, and I will wipe out the inhabitants of Ashdod and the sceptered ruler of Ashkelon, and I will turn my hand against Ekron, and the Philistines shall perish to the last man, says Hashem. I don't believe this has happened yet. This is future prophetic. Um, But he is saying, because you did this, because you exiled an entire people, and gave the Gaza Strip over to the Edomites, there's going to be a judgment. Let's go on in verse 9. Thus said Hashem, for three transgressions of Tyre, for four, I will not revoke it, because they handed over an entire population to Edom, ignoring the covenant of brotherhood. Remember, Edom is from Esau. Jacob and Esau are brothers, and yet Esau hates his brother Jacob. And he has it in his heart to kill him. And this bitterness, this ancient hatred and anger, it has gone down through the generations. It has moved down through the, as a generational sin uh, through the generations. We have Amalek, who's a descendant of Esau. And then we have Haman, who's a descendant of Esau. And so... God is saying he's going to judge Tyre because they ignored the covenant of brotherhood. And then here we have another judgment now against Edom in verse 11. Thus said Hashem, for three transgressions of Edom, for four, I will not revoke it, because he pursued his brother with the sword and repressed all pity, because his anger raged unceasing and his fury stormed unchecked. I believe that's referring right back to when Jacob and Esau meet up after Jacob has been away for many years. Now he has two wives, Rachel and Leah, and 12 children. And so now he's returning to his uh, to the land of Israel, back to Isaac, his father. And Esau meets him along the way with 400 armed men with swords. That's what this verse is referring to. He pursued his brother with the sword, repressed all pity. And if it weren't for Jacob wrestling with that angel all night long and him praying and interceding and saying, God, please protect me. Please have mercy on me. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. God heard and answered that prayer and restrained Esau from doing him harm. Now let's continue on in chapter 2, verse 4. Thus said Hashem, for three transgressions of Judah, for four, I will not revoke it, because they have spurned the teaching of Hashem and have not observed his laws, his Torah. They are beguiled by the delusions after which their fathers walked. And because of this judgment, what is God going to do? Verse 5, I will send down fire upon Judah, and it shall devour the fortresses of Jerusalem. Well, that has come to pass. 
The fire that came is the destruction of the temple. It happened twice, first in 586 BC from the Babylonian invasion with King Nebuchadnezzar, and then again in 70 AD with the Roman invasion and the Roman general Titus that broke through the walls of Jerusalem, and then they set the temple on fire and burned it down, and it's never been rebuilt ever since. So that, that judgment came to pass. There are ways to reverse these judgments, and that is to return to the Lord and to repent and to begin to walk in his ways and and to keep his commandments. Verse 6. Now this is for Israel, the house of Israel, that is the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north. For three transgressions of Israel, for four I will not revoke it, because they have sold for silver those whose cause was just, and the needy for a pair of sandals. So these are all judgments that... God means business. When we transgress, when we sin, we need to repent to be right with him. And some of these judgments have already come to pass, and some have yet to come to pass. Now, the last place I want to touch upon is from Revelation. And this is the angel speaking to the seven different churches. And the angel, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 1, The angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he that holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know your works, and your labor, and your patience, and how you cannot bear them, which are evil. And you have tried them, which say they are apostles, and are not, and have found them liars. And you have borne, and you have patience, and for my name's sake, Have you labored and have not fainted? Nevertheless, I have something against you, because you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, and repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and will remove your candlestick out of its place, except you repent. So I just want to Pray and ask the Lord, Father, have I left my first love? Has my love grown lukewarm? Have other things come in to crowd you out? Do I still love your word? Do I still love to spend time with you in prayer and in worship? And if if any have grown lukewarm, may we repent of that and return to our first love and make him number one. Especially as we come into this month of December, it can be very stressful, very busy, families gathering, celebrations happening, and it can just be a very busy time. But, Father, we just pray right now we return to our first love. We ask you to forgive us, and we repent for having grown lukewarm, for allowing other things in life to crowd you out 
for not taking time to spend with you, to listen, to pray, to seek your face, to worship you. Father, have mercy upon us. We repent and we return wholeheartedly. We want you to be number one, to have all preeminence in our lives. We love you, Yeshua, with all of our heart. And we cling to you, for you are truly our life. You are everything. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness, for your provision, for your healing, for your comfort. We thank you for our very life. We thank you for your shed blood. We love you, Yeshua. We turn back to you with all of our hearts. In Yeshua's name, Amen. Adonai Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>